Hello and welcome to the Justice for Gamers video game podcast. Episode 45, The Wonders of TT Land. In this week's episode, we get some fantastic news. JFG Ash can't add 2 and 4 together, 7 out of 5. Can you guess what JFG Alex is talking about? So hard. I really want it now. There's a cheeky 360 quiz. And finally, we've been crabbing about in the dark zone waiting for extraction. Ba 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 bum, you're dead. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to the Justice for Gamers podcast. This is episode 45. My name is Alex and I'm joined as ever by my very good friend, Mr. Ash. Hey buddy, how are you? I'm I'm great buddy. I mean, that view of you is so flattering and I've never seen anything like that before. It perfectly encapsulates my my chin, uh, my neck. Um, (laughs) The underside (laughs) of your chin is beautiful. You're going to um, want to see that for yeah, a so couple of hours. We, we've decided to use webcams to talk to each other today, um, so it's more interactive and personal. I don't know if it's going to work or not, but hey, it's it's interesting. The downside, of course, being that I use Skype on my phone rather than on my laptop, so I've got it flat on my bed in front of me, and so Ash can't really see very much at all. You're looking great, buddy. You're looking sharp. I feel great right now. You know, I feel uh, just so alive with life. For the very uh, first time. I'm I'm sure this extremely old Xbox 360 camera is making me look so much better than I actually do right now. I think the thing I enjoy the most about it is the absolute, complete lack of any sort of focus. That's what I really like. <laughs> that's what it's I really go special. For. You know, that's, uh, so like, it looks like you need glasses all the time just to see. It looks, it looks like how I see things when I've had five or six beers. Yeah, I but, mean, that, but that's, immediately, that's what you want from uh, a webcam right now. But I anyway. reckon the more I drink this evening, buddy, the sharper <laughs> the page is going to get yeah. in my eyes. Nice, I like it. It's beautiful. <laughs> so, anyway, that's um, that. What have you been doing this week, buddy? I've been all about the place like a blue bottle, buddy, Fuck to be quite honest with son. you. I, uh, what, what have I done? I went to Camden. Dirty that's Camden. In London. It's much better actually now, Camden. Is when it? I used to go there, yeah, when I was like 15, I used to go to Camden and you walked out the train station and 70 people offered you drugs. Yeah, those and then were the you, days. And there were riot vans up and down the road and stuff. That wasn't that long ago. It's been very much gentrified now, lost all its character, some would say. Uh, <laughs> lost all its yobs, I would say. Um, but yeah, someone still offered me drugs on the way out of the station. So, the, you know, old habits and all yeah, that. Yeah, traditions. But, um, didn't really fancy it but yeah went to the electric ballroom to see the 10th anniversary of menace el oso which is an album by my favorite band minus the bear buddy and um they played it from start to finish and it was fucking fantastic they got a new drama like these anniversary gigs when obviously that's what they do but it's just like you know you've listened to that album so many times you know what's coming next and it's just like this just feels right (laughs) 
In Didn't stop head. some gigantic fucking cretin shouting out a request after track four, everybody. <laughs> off of a different album. Fucking hell. Well played. What really annoyed me, though, is I, like, pissed myself. And, yeah. it, you know, th- this place probably holds, like, 1,500 people, but I, I made enough of a scene with my reaction to his request that people looked at me. Yeah. And, and I felt kind of persecuted. Like, why isn't anyone else kind <laughs> of... You why know, is no one else mocking the, this chump? Why is no one else mocking this <laughs> retard? And then, uh, to my to my sheer delight and joy, buddy, the singer from Minus the Bear said, "You know, you can actually predict with one hundred percent accuracy what fucking song we're going to play next. <laughs> if you'd bought the album that this tour is about, you've had about ten years to buy that album. Yeah. We'd be playing track five now." <laughs> and everyone sort of cheered. I was very pleased. Yeah, but well yeah, they've. The problem that that band have always had live is that they write incredibly difficult songs, and so they—I've um, seen them in the past where they've sort of slowed down and sped up a little tiny bit. Um, but they've got this new drummer, and he is some youngling, who, nice. some virtuoso, and he was fucking crazy good. So it's actually the best I've ever seen them play, and I've seen them five or six times now. So beautiful, buddy. That sounds like a lovely time. Yeah, it was wicked. Although every single staff member in that venue was incredibly rude for some reason, but I think that's just Camden. They yeah, have to keep up appearances I think that's, there. That's the thing there, isn't it? Yeah. And the pints were only four pound twenty rather than the usual like six quid that you pay in London these days. It just sounds like the best day ever. <laughs> it was really good. It was really good. Got quite drunk. Got the night bus home. Um, it was cool. The one from Harry Potter. The the very same. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cool, uh, other than that, what have I done? I've played a shit ton of games, a variety, probably my most diverse array of games for what we've been playing this week ever. So I'm quite excited to be talking about those. Um, and what else? I bought uh, a new game, which I will talk about shortly. And I bought a record because I'm a hipster twat. So I got uh, Mercury Rev's oh, new album because someone got me an HMV voucher for Christmas. And what do you buy in HMV? Like, I'm not going to buy CDs, DVDs, Blu-rays. All of these things are dying media. Why would I want any of them? I stream it's things. Buy the media that is just dead. Instead. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> I'm not going to buy games and stuff in there, am I? Because uh, as we discussed a couple of weeks ago, they <laughs> yeah. don't stock any of the ones that they are on the shelves anyway. Stock, so yeah, brilliant. Yeah. So it was basically, what, a new set of headphones or some vinyl. So I went for vinyl in the end. Good choice, buddy. I like it. Had a nice meal and uh, got a jumper from The Gap. And, uh, you love The Gap. Didn't you buy a coat from there the other week as well? Mate, I don't know if you've been in there. They do some good shit, I tell you. Yeah, I don't really get out much, buddy. You know, like, I don't know. They, They make clothes that... Give nothing of your character away to anyone who walks past and sees you. That's what I really like. Their clothes are so nonchalant and nondescript that no one can make a judge on your character by what you're wearing. And that's kind of my my goal in life. So that'll be it. See, I just like to wear loads of gold chains so people look (laughs) at me and think, that guy's dope. Yeah, you're a nightmare at the airport, mate. <laughs> Fucking totally. Hours standing behind him, yeah. peeling off all Taking his jewellery. And your, and and your piercings, chains. you know. Yeah. Your spinal piercings. Yeah, my Prince Albert and all that. Fucking yeah. Takes yeah. a while, that one. I mean, I always kind of think you should probably take that one out before we're standing in the uh, in the line, <laughs> but no, no. I like to whip it out, show everyone what I'm about. He's you know. proud of it. It's kind of a big deal. <laughs> <laughs> So, what have you been up to, buddy? What have you been doing? I've been doing generic 
man stuff that has a house. So I've been painting doors, which is just, you know, loads of fun. So doing home improvements, I've been doing that over the weekend. But like Tim the Toolman Taylor, buddy. What was that, buddy? Like Tim the Toolman Taylor. Yeah, you could oh, compare oh, oh, me oh, oh. to that guy. I'd rather you didn't. <laughs> you don't? Know, right, that's fine. Unless he wears lots of gold chains, then yeah, go for it. <laughs> but I did wake up, I think it was uh, either... I think it was Sunday morning. I just got my phone and I was like, oh, what's on uh, old uh, Hot UK Deals, which I'd check uh, about 20 times a day. And uh, Lara Croft was there. I was like, hello. On the, on the PC. £9.50. The new one? Yeah, the brand new one. £9.50 from India. I was like, I'm on it. So I'd like an hour later after like faffing about... Actually, no, it was only about 20 minutes, I was going to say now. I had to, like, get some weird app <clears throat> on my phone, which lets you... It is like an online credit card or something, but, like, you top it up first, and then you can spend it anywhere in the world, and it's fine. And, like, the exchange rates on that card are, like, fantastic, apparently. And I got £5 free because I put in a code, so topped up with £10, got 15 spent, like, £9.30 of that in Indian money, which I don't know what is. I'm going to say rupees. Or something. Robert Pattinson's is their currency, actually, I think, buddy. Rice, is it? Robert Pattinson's. Robert Pattinson's, yeah. (laughs) Indeed. RP. You own a lot of that in in GTA as well. We do. They probably, you know, that's probably put their economy at risk, all those RPs. I believe so. So, yeah, um, I, I bought it and I have installed it and I tested it. That it worked on Mac settings, and it does, so I'm very much looking forward to playing that. But apart from that, I've been um, staying up insanely late. So, like, well, for me, so it was like 2 in the morning, like most evenings now, because uh, I seem to be doing a lot of puzzles. But You're going to want to do those puzzles, buddy, as I said yeah. last week. I know, buddy. Like, literally, since we finished doing the podcast last week, like, I haven't stopped doing puzzles, as you know, because I'm mainly doing them while you're doing them as well. <laughs> it's kind of our thing at the moment. Yeah, we need to stop that, though, very soon. <laughs> and obviously, um, we, we played them in some sort of beta, which we'll talk about in a bit. But, yeah, it's been a good week. Like, my brain hurts a lot. Do you feel smarter? I, I think I'm smarter than the average bear, yeah. I was going to say I feel cleverer, but that would have kind of... Uh, Defeat the object. Yeah. yeah. I, I feel more clever. I feel buddy. smarter-ninged. Smart- <laughs> I feel smarter than before. <laughs> okay, well, we've got lots to talk about in terms of games and stuff. So I think we should probably head into that well-trodden ground like we always do, buddy. And it's time to go into what we've been playing. Let's do it. Do you want to kick things off, buddy, or shall I? Um, like, I've played... The the two games that I've played are are pretty much the same ones that you have. So should we discuss them and then you can waffle on about shit afterwards? Sounds perfect. I'm very good at that. Yeah, okay, cool. So, yeah, like um, I've just been saying... We have been playing the absolute shit out of The Witness. I think I am on 400 and near 80 puzzles completed, which is a hell of a lot. Um, 
this game for me has just been fucking amazing. I don't care if people are like, oh, it's just drawing lines. I'm like, you guys are just fucking retarded and you haven't played the game yet. Sort it out. I mean, it is £30, but I've spent, like, I can't even imagine how many hours I've spent on I this I wish game. it had a clock on there, but I know, seriously, so I'd, I'd probably be in, like, the 35 hours within a week. I mean, yep. that's that's bad. I mean, like, six hours a day for, like, six days. I mean, do the math. I'm not going to. That's a lot. I think the podcasts of the world have all kind of come to the same conclusion at this point. Last week, all the podcasts of the world, including us, tried to sell this game to people who didn't want to play it. Yeah. And this week, all the podcasts of the world are like, fuck you. If you don't want to play it, we don't even want you to play it, you fucking dick. Yeah, you know, totally. like That's kind of where it's gone now. Like, You're missing out. Keep missing out, assholes. Yeah, those people <laughs> that have not played this game are missing out, and you're completely right. Like, there's... I don't know what it is about this game, but, like, that satisfaction of just completing those puzzles and, like, when you get onto, like, the further, like, the, the more difficult ones or whatever, and that that buzz is just, like, oh, it's so good. And then, like, you do the hard one, but then you, then you go on the next one and you think it's going to be harder, but it's actually easier. And, like, is it meant to be easier? But they're just like, oh, yeah, I'm off now. I'm going. I'm rolling with it. Yeah, it's true. Like I, I think like I did a puzzle last night, and I'm in kind of the ending bit now. And there, <laughs> I, I, the last like thirty puzzles I've done, I was like banging my head against the wall trying to work them out. <laughs> and then suddenly this puzzle came along, and it was just like, yeah, like just draw like a line. And there you go. <laughs> and I'm like, fuck you, Jonathan Blow. Yeah. <laughs> You're just mocking me now. <laughs> Damn right. I mean, like seriously, that guy does take the piss quite a bit in that game. Like, yeah. um, I think. So far, I've only man, like had to like brute force like two of the um, the puzzles because one of them I just didn't know what the fuck was going on. The one with the broken cable, I was like, I, I could like sit around and work this out, but I fluked that as well. By the yeah, way, yeah, same. That's really weird. I I, I just. I thought I had basically I was trying to draw the puzzle line for the previous floor yeah. so that I only went down one rather than going to the bottom yeah. when you get it wrong and to my immense surprise I went up like yeah. I think <laughs> I did luck. something along the similar lines I was like oh maybe I need to go down to work it out and then come back up or something like that my thought process was doing some weird shit at this point I don't know what hour I was into uh, and but yeah, and suddenly you go up and you're like, oh sweet, that's done. And then um, the other one that I brute force was just because I couldn't find the right angle to view it. Um, I won't talk about the, but yeah, if you play the game, you will understand which bit I'm on about. And yeah, apart from that, it's it's like it's been really good. Like I I kind of wanted to challenge myself as well and try to not write down hardly or like take hardly any notes. So I think overall, bar the very last section, uh, which I took extensive notes, um, I, I think I only noted down like three things in the entire game. And I, I, I feel like for me, that was like a personal achievement to be like, I am smart. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's, I think that's where I start to have some problems with this, to be yeah. honest. Um, there have been several puzzles towards the end of the game that um, the solution has been something that you don't know the rules to. Like, 
it basically the rules are it's it's the only thing that you haven't tried but there were several puzzles yesterday that I solved and I didn't know why and I found that <laughs> I find it incredibly annoying yeah like there was one specific puzzle I won't go into any details where the answer just didn't make any sense in the canvas of the rules that I'd been given yeah. and it was basically like fuck you this one didn't have those rules or whatever and I hate that um, and then the other thing that I really don't I don't want to play a video game where I have to jot down stuff in a notebook at yeah, all. I that, just don't want to do it. I do it. think that does... Because, one, it pulls you away from the game itself, and two, yeah, it's a fucking ball lake. <laughs> I was listening to Giant Bomb today, and, the, and, and one of those guys was kind of saying the same thing. He was basically making the point that he would come up to a puzzle, and this is... I feel exactly the same way. I will come up to a puzzle, and I will know how to solve the puzzle, but I also know that so I know the rules and I know what I need to do, but then I would have to spend 10, 15 minutes Working writing out. things down and doing th doing it. And he described that as busy work. And yeah. that is exactly how I feel about it. Like if I have to sit, th sit there and fucking draw a grid out and do all of that sort of thing, yeah. it doesn't really appeal to me in the same way. Um, no, totally. And so it's, it's kind of put a dampener on things. I also understand that if you're going to make a game that revolves solely around these puzzles, then it's impossible for you to to create something where everyone can do it and everyone finds yeah, it just totally. the right amount of challenging without needing to write anything down and so on. So I understand, and I'm, I'm not. It's not a slight against the game necessarily, but from my personal opinion, um, I have enjoyed the last the last section of the game far less like that. yeah totally this, like, I, I think i said to you the other night it's kind of like when we play trials yeah and i i really enjoy doing the you know like the I go all the way up to the hard ones on trials and i'll enjoy the challenge of that but then they'll get to a point where you know we're playing expert tracks and it's just insane and it's just not that fun for me anymore and mm. It's kind of the same thing. Whereas you're willing to persevere, and eventually yeah, you persevered so like, much that you got really good at that game, and now <laughs> it's not like it is for me, for you. Yeah, totally. It's like uh, I don't know. We set our like things for punishment at different <laughs> levels. I yes, guess. exactly. And exactly. like I, I'm in the the extremely very last section, I believe, of this game, and I'm now at the point where I'm like. I just want to get this finished and then I am done. Uh, but it's not to say that like I haven't enjoyed, like I said, I, I have really enjoyed my time with this game and it's been a lot of time. And yeah, it's like you say, like, it is going to get harder and people will drop off. This isn't a game for the faint-hearted kind of thing. No. It's not like... Um, but yeah, it, it is it's a game where you, you will struggle, I guess. It's, it's a fabulous game and incredibly original and a, a beautiful surprise and i feel that we'll still be talking when we get round to the end of this year a mm. long time ago as it feels and we start talking about game of the year stuff then we'll certainly be mentioning the witness i reckon yeah, quite definitely. heavily yeah i mean i'm not going to talk any more about it but i could do like about the area <laughs> and like there's just so many like meta things about that game it's like <laughs> 
I suppose I we know. could do a spoiler cast, couldn't we? We could do a, a little half hour spoiler cast once we've both finished it. What, and like tell people that you go up one, right two, down <laughs> Not one. Not that sort of spoiler <laughs> cast. <laughs> well, we'll see anyway, but okay. uh, you're right at the, you've done the main objectives and you're doing the, the you're kind of clean, cleaning up, aren't you? And I've, I think I'm about sort of 15, 20 puzzles from the end of the, the, the main objective bit. So yeah, should be interesting, but yeah. Nice. Yeah, but... So, the other thing we've been tucking into, again, I think that a lot of people will have been as well, is the Division beta that was live this week, well, over the weekend, wasn't it? And then another extra day or two extension. But, um, yeah, we've been tucking into that. And what are your thoughts, buddy? I, I think it's it's looking really promising, and I'm very excited now for the full release. Yeah, I'm definitely excited. I mean, I chucked about eight hours in, uh, over the weekend, which was quite good. Um, <laughs> it got me away from doing puzzles for a while. Um, <laughs> I have my doubts about this game. I don't know if, like, it's going to be fun enough. Um, like, the idea and the concepts that it's got going for it, I think, are fantastic. The fact that they've come out and said, yeah, it's uh, an open world RPG constantly online. You know, you and four mates can go all over. Um, New York and then go into like the PvP bit, the the dark zone, which I I, I think is is a really cool area. Um, it's a different kind of multiplayer. The fact that you don't know if anyone's going to turn on you at any time, I guess. Um, so how we did it um, when I wasn't a bit um, intoxicated um, was. We would go around, we would clean up house by taking out like the NPCs that are in there because there's all different, um, what are they called, um, areas of interest, I think it was. And so we'd kill all them and then we'd get the loot off them and then go and extract. And obviously when you extract, that's when the shit goes down. And a couple of times we did it and we didn't have any bother. And I was like, okay, so it looks like people aren't massive cunts. But then... <laughs> There was one point uh, where there was four of us, and uh, so there was uh, me and Funk and two other randoms, and a fifth guy, and he's just like sitting over the edge. We we all four of us go up and we start putting our bags on the chopper, and this guy just like fucking throws a nade in, and we're like, this guy's a dick. So all four of us just turn on him. Obviously, he goes into like a rogue agent. Um, uh, we turn on him and just start shooting him. He runs away. We chase him. And then he puts his hands up in the air saying, like, oh, sorry. And we're like, fuck off. Bum, 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 bum. You're dead. <laughs> <laughs> but it was just like, it was cool. The fact that like two other random people that we weren't playing with at all had like the same morals as we did. And yeah, it was it How was rare nice. is that? Like how rare is it in, in, in a shooting environment of any kind for you yeah. to be able to actually engage with people in like a human kind of way? Like I, I think they're really onto something with that Dark Zone stuff, man. It's so different from anything else I've ever played before just because of that human element and the the way that you can kind of screw people over, the way you can even screw your own team over, the people that you've gone in with as friends and stuff. Yeah, like, that's weird. It's quite funny though. Like it's crazy. That. Yeah, um, the the main mission because uh, the, there was only one main mission on the beta uh, was cool. I liked the fact that we could go in as a four 
really. Because uh, th this is what we were looking for. We, we need some kind of co-op game. Like, Rainbow hasn't really done that for me at all. Uh, and I thought that would have been the game to really get us together doing, like, the Terrace Ants and stuff. But it just... That well, that that hasn't fit for us. I don't know if it's because our gaming habits have changed or anything, but the division seems to be fitting in a lot more. It's very tactical. Um, we're taking different flanks, using different perks and things like that. I feel like the shooting is a bit, it's a bit weak. I think. Yeah, like it's and it's not because like people are kind of like bullet sponges. Like uh, that obviously did throw throw me off at first. I did have worries about that. But I got used to it. But I still feel like the aiming and things. Maybe I need to change like my sensitivity or something like that. And and the zooming in. I um I spoke about how you can um uh, zoom in using the scope and it goes first person. I thought I'd use that a lot more, but I didn't really. I was just playing it third person. And yeah, I don't know. I, I think it's just one of those things I'm gonna have to get used to, and I will do in the end. The cover system's fucking brilliant though. Seriously. Yeah. They 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 perfected it years ago, didn't they? And they Definitely. haven't changed anything, and they never needed to. No, um, I, I'm really impressed. Uh, I really like the look of it, the way it's shaping up. Um, I am reminded of the original Destiny Alpha that we played, where we were really excited about that game for the same sort of reasons as this yep. one. And then the game came out and was utterly disappointing. Yep. So I'm still kind of. You can't help but be cautious. It's a Ubi game that's been in development for all these years, so you you can't help but be a little concerned. <laughs> but um, it's it, it's shaping up to look pretty tasty, I think. Yeah, I think there's going to be a lot of like filler, like little fetch questy side missions and things like yeah. that. And yeah, and I, I don't know if I want to do that because the the whole thing that you're in this big open world well not big but you know well, it is big you're running around the entire place of New York um, it takes time to get from A to B and I don't really want to spend all my time just running but I don't know we'll, we'll have to see <laughs> I tell you on, on game night when we when we turned it off and we were all done and everything I'm, I've got to say I was thinking to myself I really wish that Funk and PJ had Destiny. <laughs> Mate, Destiny is greatest like, game ever. It made but me you can feel only play like, three player though, can't you? Shit that's that's the problem. Like Real the fact six. that it's the three man fire teams, but like the, the doing it just it's so much fun playing with people that you've been playing games with for all these years, and yeah, you can kind totally. of predict what they're going to do. And it just, yep. you know, you, you like have a rhythm or something. Like I did a, a couple of like. Um, like daily quests on destiny with randoms and it just didn't feel the same as like how we would do it and like i was i ended up telling them no don't do that you want to do this kind of because that's what my buddy would do <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but yeah i'm de i'm definitely looking forward to it i'll, I'll this is a pre-order no problem like I yeah yeah care. definitely like the, the definitely. server seemed to be working <laughs> so that's fine Cool, yeah. Um, I don't think I've got anything else I want to say about it. I, to be honest, I tried to stay off it. I didn't want to play it too much because I remember yeah. playing the shit out of the Destiny Alpha and then Twice. when the game came out, I was Beta. like... Uh, yeah, exactly. I was kind of bored of the first bit of that game by the time yeah, it actually totally. came out. I understand so, that. And I've had a lot to be tucking into this week, so... Uh, yeah, well, you might as well tell us about what you've been doing because like, I haven't played anything else apart from The Witness, buddy. 
Cool, buddy. Uh, I will start with uh, my Saturday night where I had a bit of a meet-up with an old friend and he brought down Guitar Hero Live. So I got the chance to finally play that game. Um, That's with the six buttons, isn't it? Like the, the two Two rows three. of three, yeah. yeah. Um, How'd you uh, find I, it? I've kind of wanted this for quite a while and it's gone down really low in price a couple of times but after buying my Wii and quite a lot of games recently I've always kind of held off and been like oh, I shouldn't really buy anything else <laughs> I really want it now this yeah. game it's um I tell you the thing about it though it's so hard like I found it so so difficult and um I, I almost felt like because we played the absolute shit out of the old ones and Way we were both much. we were both pretty decent like we we could comfortably like came through almost all the songs on expert to I'm a sort sure of 95 we, didn't we hit like a million on um what was that stupid song <clears throat> the dream theater one <laughs> the dream yeah i'm sure we hit a million on that together yeah we we were i think you could call us seasoned guitar hero veterans i think that'd be fair without being too arrogant but yeah. um i i booted this up on hard and um some songs i could just about struggle uh, th- there's no fail state worth noting so oh, okay you can't lose but the um all the fmv stuff like because the whole game it's not graphics it's live video um and that stuff's really 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 well done it looks fantastic honestly genuinely really good kind of cheesy in a the, way that um, you'd want like the the band and the the oh bloody crowd and stuff like that yeah yeah yep so they've they've done live video from different perspectives and you've got a sort of point of view camera uh, as part of a live band on a live stage with a live audience they've done a really good job of sort of copy pasting the audience so that it looks like there's like a hundred thousand people there there's loads of different venues and different sets for different venues so for example uh, there was a sort of uh, an indie set there um and then there was a folk set with stuff like sort of mumford and uh the courtneers and that sort of thing oh, that's cool. and and, and that band was done up with sort of daisies in their hair and, and in like a sort of um, festival Hipster kind of... Crap. Like sort of festival, end of the road, that sort of, you know, yeah. like um, sort of hippie, more hippie-ish festival. And then you've got like stuff that's... Venues that are more suited to heavy rock and the, the band's kind of done up with all the leather and everything. It's just really, really well done. But I think Is my biggest... any people like Slipknot on there? <laughs> there's a, there's this kind of thing is separated into two modes so you've got a, a sort of i think 40 odd track career mode which i think is about half the number of tracks on the old career modes of guitar hero um but then you've got guitar hero tv which has a couple of different channels just live streaming music videos all day and you can just tune into one or the other and play along to the videos so um That's my big cool. my big concern before playing it was that it wasn't going to be hard enough because I really liked all the sort of solo-y sort of runs and stuff that you did yeah, on, up and on down the old board, games. Even though it's only five buttons, but yeah. And then suddenly you're in a position where yeah, you've got two rows of buttons, but you're not moving your hands, you haven't got to use your pinky, like none of that stuff at all. Yeah. Like you just use three fingers and move them up or down. Um I found it incredibly taxing. Like when you're you're playing really quick runs or something, and you've got a, as well as working out one, two, or three, you've got to go top or bottom, and then they'll yeah. put a chord in there that's um, bottom on one finger, top on another, and top on another, and then that switches. Um, 
really hard and it's going to take a lot of getting used to but um yeah i'm gonna to have to pick this up it's so much fun and i could see myself just sitting in front of the tv playing through on that music channel service for ages and is there really any enjoying like it. online aspect of it so could we do it together i, I don't know I, don't I didn't know. see any online stuff you can do two player um yeah. local i didn't see online i'll have to investigate that further yeah but, definitely um, buddy find out and like maybe i'll pick it up as well because like like you said we played the fucking shit out of those games back in the day it's quite cool i quite like the um the the freemium aspect of it as well i have no problem with in that um as you play through and do well you earn tokens and yeah. those tokens are essentially plays of specific songs off of like the music channels or whatever if you want to play them you can play all the career stuff like in whatever order you want and do do those but the sort of hundreds of songs that are uh, rotating on the two music channels, you can earn plays or if you were having a party or something, you can pay like four quid and have them all unlocked for 24 hours or whatever. So, which yeah, I haven't got a problem with. It's a good with. way of doing it, I guess. Isn't it's it? a rental service. It, it makes sense for the game. It's the equivalent of stuff like that blacklit, um, whatchamacallit, what's the game? the uh, free-to-play shooter Blacklight there you go where you sort of rent a scope for two weeks for like 50p or something like yeah, that yeah or like the in-game currency that you've like acquired over the exactly day of playing it kind of thing yeah yep yeah man that's cool so yeah I've seen that sort of around the 40-45 pounds mark with the controller so I've got a birthday coming up I'd imagine that that will be something that someone snaps up for me because I've <laughs> so you, you're going to ask for Something game related, just like Christmas time, yeah, buddy. Yeah, we'll see how that goes, shall we? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's Guitar Hero Live. Let me move on to uh, the game that I bought during the last podcast, buddy. Uh, this well is played. Uncharted, the Nathan Drake yep. collection. I haven't touched it yet. It is installed. It's ready to yeah. go. Uh, it's huge, as you'd expect from three full single-player games. Yeah. Uh, I'm, a, I'm about, I'm coming up on halfway through the first game, and uh, I'm having an absolute ball. I love it. It's brilliant, it's good, isn't it? I'm delighted that game. I am going to have played through these two. Um, it's really cool to see what they've done. I think it's an excellent remaster, considering the age of this game. And yeah. Um, it's just really fun to play and a lot of the aiming issues and the things that I thought were kind of dodgy about Uncharted 3 um, but I wasn't sure whether they were perhaps streaming issues rather than actual game issues Uh, it, it was the streaming um, yeah, <laughs> it was because it, because I'm not really struggling with the aiming and headshots and all that like I was when I streamed Uncharted Three. So, yeah, just a joy to play. I think most people listening to this any any PlayStation gamers will probably have played through these anyway. But um, hmm. really nice. And yeah, uh, I need to go through three before four comes out. Definitely. But I'm going like, to take you, a run you... of the platinums on these, buddy. I'm going to go for all the collectibles and shit. Yeah. Okay. I fancy it. I fancy Enjoy it. it. It's just so much fun to play these games. Yeah, man. Seriously, like, like I said, like uh, I think it was the second one. As soon as I completed it, I just started it again, like instantly. <laughs> yeah. Like, don't know why. I was just like, this is just, it's so much fun. I just have to go around again. But yeah, like, yeah, you still got two to play. Like that was my favorite out of the three. I mean, I never finished. I think I got like only a third of the way through three. So I'm gonna get that done. And yeah. Number four, buddy. Well, cool. Can't wait. I think a lot of people are with you on the second one. A lot of people think that the second one was the best one, so I'm very much looking forward to that. But um, yeah, just having a ball on there. And uh, cool. 
so much to get through. Really yeah, cool amount of content for what twenty four ninety nine because it was on yeah, sale. Yeah, so not bad. Excellent. Um, so let me throw a little wild card into the ring, buddy. I was up at uh, Blue Water last night and I went into game and they've got a demo console in there with a load of uh, demos that are on the store. Stuff that uh, isn't, isn't available to play anywhere else as far as I can tell other than expos and that sort of thing. Uh, and they had yeah, they had this demo box and they had a demo of Ratchet and Clank on there. The new one that's coming out. What? The one that's... Not even out yet. Yeah, Gibbons. Absolutely. Oh, fuck. Okay. Yeah, I was amazed. I was like, what? I, I, <laughs> I thought, because it looked like one of those, it was one of those sort of old school, you know, tab along the, the media bar, and then I presumed it was going to show me a trailer or a video or something. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's a fucking full playable demo, so I had a good old go of that. How'd you find it? It's one of the best looking games I've ever seen in my life. Like, graphically, it looks amazing absolutely amazing it looks gorgeous and it was smooth as you like and uh glorious textures 1080 60 uh, the gameplay was really smooth and sharp and nice really cool little puzzles and stuff just the sort of thing you'd expect from a 3d platformer yeah, yeah. pretty pretty much everything knack should have been i think is, is kind of the <laughs> yeah. consensus here still waiting for that though buddy <laughs> it was hard to tell what sort of modes were going to be on there but it did look suspiciously like there was going to be some co-op stuff as well which is cool nice um but this really is like it, the demo was only five minutes long obviously game don't want you standing in there all day playing through a demo so it was short but um really nice physics-based puzzles good shooting uh, it, it just looked the business, and uh, it's made me very excited for something that I didn't really give a toss about. I just had a passing interest on, but now, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and it's only um, was it thirty pound on the store, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It's it's yeah, it's a thirty pound game on there, so it could be well worth our time. We'll have to have a little look at it when it comes out. But uh, yeah, man, it's really nice, really nice surprise to be able to play something that I didn't expect to be able to. Sweet. Anything else? Uh, finally, yeah, I had I tucked into one of the PS Plus titles. Obviously, the main one was Helldivers, which we already have. So, yeah. Um, but I had a little go of Non Nom Galaxy today, and um, okay, I think that's something we might actually get stuck into. It's got uh, up to four player co op by the looks. Oh, really? And, yeah, and it's. Um, I think the best way I could describe it is it is a cross between. Let's just say it is it's Terraria but you're making a soup factory. <laughs> I mean, that sounds perfect for me. That's the game. So you you do a bit of terraforming, you create a base, you collect <laughs> ingredients to put in your base to make yeah. soup and then cool. you fire the soup in a rocket into space to feed the galaxy. And that's okay. how you complete a you that's how you complete a planet and then you move on to the next planet. And we can do that together. Yes. I mean, let's do that. That's what yep. we're playing after this, buddy. That sounds <laughs> fucking nice. Seriously, yeah, it's that cool. sounds well good. It's really cool. Um, so that that could be the, the big hit from this PS Plus for us. Um, I think we'll probably tuck into Helldivers at some point in the next week or so as well. I think so, yeah. Um, now but, that I like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I need some kind of... Like, I was thinking I need to play like something like Battlefront tonight. Like something completely opposite to fucking puzzles. Yes, yeah, I'm with you on yeah. that. Yeah, we'll do. But like that sounds perfect. Normal <laughs> galaxy, mate. That sounds right up my alley. 
Cool little game. Um, So yeah, that's what I've been playing. Uh, It's also worth noting that uh, on my travels yesterday, um, I finally found a reasonably priced copy of MGS5 and bought it. So uh, I haven't played it yet, but I will be playing it this week and I'll be talking about it next week. So finally, it's like the last sort of bastion of 2015's possible games of the year kind of thing that I get to play at last. Nice, buddy. I I managed to pick up uh, Thomas Was Alone for 10p on Android. That is a bargain for a wonderful game. I will play that at some point. Yeah. uh, I keep picking up these 10p games, buddy. I can't help myself. I'm like, yeah, it's fucking 10p, isn't it? Why not, buddy? A couple of biatches. I bought, um, I don't know if I told you, was it DuckTales Remastered? 40p. I was like, I'll have that. Nice. Yeah, man. Seriously. Like, tablet gaming... It's really shit, but, you know, it's cheap as fucking anything if you look at the deals. <laughs> Indeed. Yeah. Sweet. So that is what we've been playing. Yep. And now it's time for the news. The news. The- the news. The news. The news. Number one. Number one. So first on the agenda this week, buddy, I have some exciting news. Oh, please tell me. Well, firstly, I'd like to point out that this is the very first time ever in the history of the JFG podcast that we have done a post-edit to the show. Normally, it's all wrapped up and sorted on a Wednesday evening. I haven't said this on a Wednesday. No, you haven't said this on a Wednesday. This is now Friday for us, buddy. We are now future Ash and Alex. Jesus Christ. uh, <laughs> and let me tell you why, dear listener. So, we the number one in the news this week number is Wang. that number Wang, of course, is that we have had our first donation of the year, and that is awesome. Yeah, it's very um, very cool. And said donor, donator, donatora. Yeah, donating. Uh, donationer. <laughs> That'll do. Said donationer. Um, did his donating before Wednesday's podcast, uh, which caused us to take action and uh, put his name about the place, uh, but then emailed us uh, two days later on Friday, which is today for us, and three days ago for you if you're listening on Sunday, four <laughs> days on Monday, and so on. Uh, <laughs> Do the math. And if you are going to donate to our podcast, then we're damn well going to go the extra mile and uh, pop your email in two days later. So this is pre-game night right now, buddies. Normally we'd be loading up our consoles right now, getting funk on the go and uh, playing some games, but we thought we'd stick this in here first. That's, that's so what speak. you call dedication, buddy. You're damn right. Mm. So, uh, yeah, uh, I will read his email and then we will thank him profusely. Um <laughs> And yes, let's do that. Normally, this would probably be the sort of thing we'd pop into Q and A, but this is number one news story this week, buddy. Number That's one. what's going on. Number Wang. Number one. This is from JJ, and he says, "Hi, buddies. I've listened for a few months, and your podcast is great. I was thinking of starting a podcast of my own with my brother when I started listening to many games podcasts." 
JFG is one that I actually look forward to every week. The production of JFG is second to none, and only your friendship and love of games equals that. I don't usually find time to write or money to donate. You really don't need to mention it, he says. Sorry, JJ, we will. The amount (laughs) may seem off because of the US conversion rate, and I don't know how that shit works. Sorry so little, but I went and had kids. Uh, You were actually spot on with a round number with your donation, so you should be very proud of yourself or the website xe.com. Anyway, I was wondering what you think of the new information on Doom. Something about a level editor in the campaign trailer looks brutal. But if it can live up to a part of gaming history, I'm really interested from what I've seen. Multiplayer on this isn't what I'm looking for, brackets alpha, so he knows my little slip-ups in the past, buddy, <laughs> and he's not asking me to break any sort of NDA. Um, thanks, JJ. So thank you, JJ. Thank you very, very much for your donation. Indeed. You're an absolute fucking ledge, quite frankly. Massive ledge. Massive ledge, and it's really going to help us with the running of the site. We've got exciting news coming up on that front shortly, uh, changes that we're making and so on and so forth. But uh, it's it's stuff like that that we just appreciate so much as we're sort of slowly growing and hopefully building up a bit of a fan base. And, um, yeah, just wonderful. So thank you very, very much. Um, also worth noting, because of the fact that we didn't get your email until... Um, Friday, and this is a post-edit that we have mentioned your first name throughout the podcast from Wednesday because all we had to go on on Wednesday was your uh, PayPal donation receipt. So, um, sorry about that. Sorry, um, mate. If you don't like being known as your full name, then um, I'm afraid that you can't go through the whole <laughs> Cats thing. Cats out of the bag. Um, Cats out the bag. Yeah, you're going to get found out. Indeed. But, uh, but anyway, thank you very, very, very much. And on to the subject of Doom, buddy. Okay. Have you been following the um, progress of this? Yeah, Snap Map looks fucking awesome, doesn't it? It really does. Snap Map being the level editing suite that's basically like making each level into sort of 3D cube type things where you can slot corridors yeah, together. Yeah, it's and- a modular based, like... Like level editor. yeah man it's really cool and the fact that I think it's like all cross platform so like even though we'll be playing it on the PS4 we'll be able to play everything that people have made on the PC and uh, I mean who cares about the Xbox One but mainly the PC that's where the, I reckon the good shit's going to come very cool that Bethesda are making the effort with stuff like mods and editing and that sort of thing something that's been lacking from the consoles for many many years true um, yeah the story stuff looks does look brutal. You're spot on. That's the very word for it. Um, yeah, I I'm as excited uh, as I've been for any shooter in the last like ten years, quite frankly. And uh, obviously, I can't breach NDA and talk about what I played in the alpha, but I can tell you that uh, I had a wicked time, and I'm really really excited. And this now has a release date, doesn't it? I think it's May May thirteenth. Yeah, go on. Why not? We'll go with that. Yeah. Yeah. But Two I, days later, I still haven't done my fucking research. Nah, there fine, we go, buddies. I, I think um, I, I was listening to, I think it was like the Gaming Informer show, and they were uh, um, interviewing one of the dudes over there, uh, Id, and he was on about like um, like the level editing and stuff like that, and I'm sure he mentioned something about like um, like you can do like all different game modes. So like one was, I believe it was like escort the zombie or something. So you have to like take this zombie with you through all these different rooms and try and get into the exit so i don't know like left for dead style i guess but obviously or, or kind of like when you play half-life 2 and you have to carry the gnome 
all the way from the beginning to the end. <laughs> kind of that thing, I think. It definitely sounds like they're going the extra mile with the modes and stuff there on the online stuff. And, and, and yeah, the, the story stuff looks really, really interesting. It's got that sort of... I, I, I don't know, did you have Doom 3? I kind of It didn't really feel like a Doom game to me, that it felt like sort of Dead Space or something. That's when you got that ridiculously massive graphics card, wasn't it? It was, yeah. I remember, was, yeah. yeah. GeForce um, 6800 GT. Oh yeah, the beast, the one and only. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did. I did play it. Not a lot because uh, it scared the shit out of me, and uh, therefore I don't play games like that, buddy. You know this. It's true. I just, I like Doom is supposed to be sort of gruesome and scary to an extent, but it's more about the running and gunning and stuff. And I think. That seems to be what they're settling on. Um, I've, I've got a little that. quote from Marty Stratton, who was the, the head on this, um, talking about how they like got Bethesda involved, because obviously this is id Software, but they've been bought out by Bethesda yeah. since. And um, he, he was basically saying, he said, we talked a lot to Todd Howard, Bethesda game director, and the Bethesda team, because they went through the same sort of reboot process when they were working on Fallout 3. You always want to respect the game and that fondness for it and what it means to people. But at the same time, we've looked ahead with every decision and every idea. We know what players are here for. We know they're here for a Doom game and we're going to give them the best version of Doom we can. So it sounds like they get it. And um, that's the important thing really, isn't it? It sounds like they get the idea of what they should be kind of producing. Yeah, they're they're rebranding or remaking or relaunching or whatever this classic franchise and they know how much it means to the players and things like that. So yeah, they're doing it. Totally. It looks like they're doing it. So yeah, uh, thanks for your question and your donation and um, yeah, keep on listening. Thanks very much for the support. Thank you. Uh, Number two, Microsoft has finally released some sales figures for the Xbox One. Uh, Apparently it's sitting at just shy of 20 million units worldwide, um, which is substantially more than the 360 was at in the same sort of uh, time frame. But uh, it's substantially less than the PS4. The PS4 is 17 million ahead if these figures are supposed to be believed. Um, So yeah, PS4 shipped 36 million up until this point. Both consoles doing very well, of course, and um, I think Xbox closing the gap. Consoles are are dying out now, buddy. Yeah, console gaming's all over, buddy. It's uh, it's 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 dying out. So (laughs) what can you do? (laughs) Anyway, uh, I think that that's. I I just think it's good that they finally announced some figures. It's. uh, it's about been, fucking time, isn't it? It's been like Jesus. six months <laughs> since they last told us what was going on there. But oh no well. Uh, next, uh, we got some interesting stuff about Rainbow Six Siege this week. Some bugs and glitches that have been discovered. Um, uh, the main one that came out this week is the... Uh, is it is it Kafkan, the trip mine geezer? The bloke who can kind of drill holes and put trip mines across doors and stuff. Um, I don't know. There is a glitch where he can make all of his trip mines and that invisible. So if you're playing as that character, you can make all of your traps invisible and just insta-kill people without them ever having had a chance of avoiding it. Which Sounds uh, ace. Great stuff. Great stuff there. Um, Brilliant. The the, the one that came out shortly after we were recording last week, this is a genuine glitch that they have yet to fix, is that... There's something to do with the way that the netcode refreshes and the things that it tracks that means that you 
the game is not keeping track of the direction players are facing in terms of the character models. So, for example, we're in a corridor, right? Now, I'm, I'm looking at you down a corridor, and you on my screen are looking into a room on the right of that corridor, and you have not seen me. You couldn't possibly see me. You're not facing me, and I'm off screen, okay? Yeah, right, I got you. Role playing but, right now, but on your on your game, you might be looking straight down the corridor at me because the I'm game, looking right at you, buddy. The game is not keeping doing. track of the direction of the character models, so you could be going to creep up on someone and they will just kill you, and you will have no idea why, and it's because they were looking straight at you all along, but your game hadn't refreshed on the servers to find out that they were facing that way. This is this is. That's fucking PvP one hundred and one. Like this is genuine. Like this is the first thing you get working if you make a game that is you know online fighting game like this. So you cannot trust when you're looking at someone. If you're looking at the back of someone's head, you cannot trust that they are facing that way. They might be looking straight at you, and that's why people keep dying and not knowing why. (laughs) So that's so bad. Like seriously, like. I don't know. I don't know what to think about that. I mean, like, it's just terrible. Like, there's no words that I can put together that explains my expression right now. I mean, it was. It's already had a lot of stick for the sort of freemium models that it's been been having on there. The the season pass, which doesn't really provide anything except a shortcut to unlocking things that are arduous. Otherwise, yeah, I got an email saying like, yeah, there's a new map, but you know, if you buy a season pass, you also get access to these two new operatives. I'm like, no, I'm good. It's been a real disappointment, fucking guy. Seriously. I think it's a game that we just need to put on the back burner for six months and wait till they've patched out all the problems with it before we ever Probably. go back to it. It's yeah, it's gonna have um, fucking was it Konami Pez syndrome where like it comes out, it's totally fucked, then six months later, it's the greatest game ever. Could be, could be. Maybe they'll up that frame rate on Terrorist Hunt. That'd be nice. Yeah, I still don't <laughs> get why that's not sixty frames. It's dumb shit, isn't it? Yeah. Oh well, that could easily have been a phoenix this week, but I wanted to go positive, so I left it in the news instead, buddy. Nice, buddy. We'll move on, though, and let's move on to PS Plus voting. It is back. Um, Was it June or July last year was the last time they did this? Yeah, who knows? (laughs) It's, It's been long enough for people to forget that it was even a thing. I know that for certain. Anyway... PS Plus voting is back once more, uh, and your three options are uh, Action Henk, which is a... It's like Trials if you were running, if you're a geezer who's running, and you can slide on your bum and stuff. It looks vaguely it's funny. Like that speed runner, wherever it is. Looks like, it looks like that Doritos crash course, but we're in oh, like... brilliant. But with like four <laughs> lanes, so you can yeah, play with friends. Uh, Bro Force, which is the one that will win. I think we've both yeah. decided that that will win. That's uh, a, a 2D shooter, sort of Mercenary Kings esque, but That's you play exactly as um, what I thought. Load of pastiches of, of like 80s um, movie characters like the Terminator and that sort of thing. Predator yeah. Geek, you know, all, all that sort of thing. Schwarzenegger and so on. <clears throat> and the other one is Assault Android Cactus, which is a sort of it's like an isometric shooter like Helldivers but if that was in a small arena 
with lots of enemies. So if you're in like just a room and there's loads of enemies that come down. Um, that one looked probably the most promising, but obviously it's irrelevant because Broforce will win. So True. <laughs> um, I don't know which one I'm excited about. Definitely not Broforce because, I, like you said, it was... Um, oh, stupid, that game. Mercenary Kings. And I... We played a lot of that when it came out, mainly because we didn't have anything else really to play. And I think this yeah. game looks much better than that one, but it is kind of the same thing. Um, yeah. I wouldn't mind. To be honest, in terms of the quality of the games, objectively speaking, that's the one that looks kind of the best in terms of how well it's made and that sort of thing. But um, all three okay. of them are kind of uninteresting, really, I think, personally. Uh, I'm, I think I'm more excited about like the unknown game that we're going to get than these three because you know there's still a chance that could be knack yeah well you know one day buddy <laughs> one day oh the one day when we finally get the terrible terrible game that is knack can't wait uh, so excited special anyway next uh the division uh is getting an open beta sometime this month that is according to um xbox italy which uh, posted something that they shouldn't have, which suggested well that that was going to happen. Um, fine. <laughs> Again, as I said about the Destiny thing, I don't want to overplay this thing in alphas and betas, so it's possible that I might just skip that completely if it does happen. It's uh, only a rumour, but... If um, it is like a true open beta, I'm going to jump on it and see what the servers are like. I'm not going to play a lot of it. I, I'll, I'll go in the dark zone and run around. And like, I, because you know, like the last one was a closed beta. I think they opened it up on that last day, and I think they had a few issues. But it just a little bit, yeah. buddy. They uh, they sent out like a million codes, and the whole of PSN fell over with people trying yeah. to download it. That will but, happen. Uh, that will happen. Um. So yeah, I'll, I'll jump on it, test it out, if and and see if it still works or not. I think that's all I'll do. Fair play. Fair play. Um. That's not confirmed, of course. That's just a rumor, but uh, I think Probably it would be, it would be sensible. They want to launch this thing smoothly. It's been in the pipeline for such a long time. They want to get it right. It, it would make yeah. perfect sense to do that. It's what they did with um, Siege as well, wasn't it? They had like a closed beta before, and then like three days before the game came out, they were like, "Yeah, open beta, get on it." And, and it, it was, was a shambles. <laughs> so yeah. Cool. Uh, next, we have uh, a big old sale for uh, EA titles. This is um, there's a few on Xbox. I think mostly PSN. Um, there's the, up to eighty percent off, although they've only been allowed to say that because they knocked eighty percent off one specific <laughs> game. The way. But uh, there are some good deals there, and um, yeah, the highlights. I suppose Rory McIlroy Golf is about twelve pounds yeah. on there. Um, FIFA 16 bundled with Garden Warfare is £22, which is a weird bundle, but a good price for those two things. Um, uh, And also worth noting, Need for Speed Most Wanted is free for PC gamers on Origin this week. So uh, you can just go onto Origin and download that for nothing if you want to have it. Yeah, I have done that. (laughs) 
but I think we're probably going to snap up one or the one of these, either the NHL one, which is I think eight pounds or something, or Rory McIlroy Golf for sort of twelve pounds. It's been a long time since we had a an EA golf game. We used to really like those. I know this hasn't reviewed spectacularly it's well. It's a golf but game. If like, all I you mean, want how it, bad can it yeah. Be? If you just want to have a round with like two or three friends, then I think that'll be fine. Yeah. And and for that price, we probably can't grumble. I so. think. Um, could the, well like be. the same sale or roughly the same sale is on in Canada and USA at the moment so they obviously are getting it cheaper than us I think they can get um, McElroy Golf for about I think it uh, relates to about £6.50 yeah I mean that's very very tempting isn't it yeah if I was in Canada I'd be like yeah I'll buy that <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> but unfortunately we are not no Decent, uh, decent sale all round, and possibly finally the time when I actually break down and uh, and finally buy Peggle two because it's down to like four pounds or something. Yeah, it's tempting, isn't it? I did notice that. <laughs> I really like Peggle, so it was a good um, game, and it's it's very oh, it cheap, and we got yeah. a bit of credit, so it's like the price of a pint of beer. <laughs> Indeed, in London. Indeed. Uh, finally, in the news this week, um, we have news about our beloved Witness game, buddy. Um, Good news. The Witness took over $5 million in its opening week, uh, over 100,000 sales. Uh, and Jonathan Blow has been quoted this week as saying that the uh, an Xbox One version is under serious consideration. You of have to remember. It is. Look, he's just sold like 100,000 copies on like PC and PS4. It's like. Do you want to make this for, you know, do you want to make another version of this and make some more money? Yeah, sounds sounds good to me. I mean, the reason it didn't launch on the Xbox is because Jonathan Blow fell out with Microsoft over Braid about their self-publishing problems yeah. and stuff. Um, and Microsoft have kind of backtracked on all of that sort of thing, but... Uh, it depends. I mean, to be honest, we know that this is a clever man because we've just played his game and nearly fucking tore our own hair out. So, <laughs> like, this could have all been a bit of a power play on his part. He knew that, you know, he knew that if the game was successful, then Microsoft would probably come groveling to him and he could kind of write his own deal there. So, yeah, I, I fully expect this to come out on the Xbox probably in the not-too-distant future. But... um yeah, I mean that's a great thing because uh, it's, it's been the talk of the town. Like, he's got it? a thing about Microsoft because obviously the majority of PCs will be running Windows 10 or 7 or whatever. Yeah, but you can self-publish on that platform, can't you? That was that was that's the bread and true, butter. Yeah. Is that Microsoft? In the 360 days and early Xbox One days, were a company where if you wanted yeah, to, if you wanted to deliver a five megabyte patch, they would charge you ten thousand dollars to do so. So yeah, I can I see that. his point. Um, they don't operate in that way anymore, and that probably would force him to reconsider. Along yeah. with, as you say, the fucking mountains of Scrooge McDuck esque bank yeah, vault Scrooge money that he could fill his living room up with. So yeah, um, and like credit to him, <laughs> frankly. Yeah. So yeah, hopefully that does come to Xbox because I think the more people who play that thing, the better. And Definitely. that is the end of the news. Nice. And now it's time for Jeremy or Phoenix.
What? What are you on about? That's not what it's called. It's Jeremy or Phoenix, buddy. Who's Jeremy? It's our, uh, our wonderful benefactor, Jeremy Rich. Oh, fuck me. Nice, buddy. <laughs> that, that was like... Now he gets it. Next level shit. <laughs> now he feels the pinch. Okay. Yeah, because he, he's so good. Here we go. <laughs> so... So ask me, buddy. Ask me what's what's what in this particular section. <laughs> or should we just start it again? <laughs> no, it's fine. I'm just confused, buddy. Are you alright? So what have we got this week? A Jeremy or Phoenix? Or That's Jeremy what I Phoenix? wanted to hear. <laughs> I know. I'm so confused. <laughs> oh, good lord. Fucking... I, I, all I can do these days is just work out different sized squares, buddy. It's, like, it's not a line puzzle, so he's baffled. <laughs> no idea what's going on. This week, buddy, we have a Jeremy. Yay! Woo! And that Jeremy it. is because, shortly after we finished recording last week's podcast, it was announced that Bethesda have confirmed their slot for E3 this year. Which can mean only one thing, buddy. We're going to see a lot of doom. Probably. But also, <laughs> <laughs> there's possibly a new Elder Scrolls game. Nah, I reckon there's like loads of DLC for Fallout. I was going to say, uh, having given it more thought, it's possible that there won't be an Elder Scrolls game. But we can at so. least hold out the, the hope that there will be a new Elder Scrolls game. If they hadn't confirmed that conference, there was no way that there could possibly be an Elder Scrolls game. And now there is a possibility. There is there a possibility. Will be. There's an inkling that it yeah. might pop up. I mean, a, it's probably about time now. I mean, when did that game come out? Uh, I'm going to take a punt at 2010. I'd say around about that time, like... Yeah, yeah. 2010, 2011... Maybe, yes, buddy. So 2011, 2011, okay. it was. So that's that's come up to five years now, buddy. Gibbons, Gibbons, and uh, they obviously didn't spend that much time working on Fallout, or that game would have looked and run better. So uh, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> <Fuck you now. laughs> okay. <laughs> so a saucer of milk, please. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, I won't That's retract fine. that. You, you have your opinions, buddy. I, sh- I shan't. I shan't retract that. Uh, either no. way, I hope that there is a new Elder Scrolls game in the pipeline. But I am. I'm hugely excited to see what else they've been working on because they just. I keep... can't wait for Doom. Seriously, that game's gonna be fucking awesome. It's gonna be wicked. Wicked bad. Given. Scooter. <laughs> Scooter. <laughs> <laughs> And that's that. So yeah, anyway, um, uh, it's a massive Jeremy because I'm really excited to see what Bethesda have got. I thought their their press conference last year was probably the the press conference of choice. It didn't hurt them that they did it in the in the uh, the standard setting for the Oscars, the Chinese theater in LA, Um, (laughs) and uh, I believe that was where they're doing it again. So. 
Yeah, cool. I'm really looking forward to seeing what's going on there. Um, and on a slight side note to last week's FONS, which was to do with the fact that EA are going to start doing these sort of satellite roadshows oh, yeah. during I E3. Um, yeah, yeah. A, a few days after we recorded that podcast, EA announced that they wouldn't be renewing their lease on a show floor spot at E3. Ooh. So... So, yeah, on the one hand, you've got the fact that EA... Apparently, they're still doing a conference, but it won't be in their normal slot, and it's probably going to be more like a sort of Nintendo Direct type thing. Okay. Um, and then there are two sort of satellite shows where you can try out stuff you see in the conferences in London and, and LA. They'll be running alongside E3, but essentially EA won't have a presence at E3 at all. They're just, like, sticking two fingers up and doing their own thing. So, um, yeah, I don't know what that will mean because, you know, they're one of the major players there. So it's going to be very interesting to see how E3 um, grows or shrinks over the next couple of years if that's their new tack. But uh, some people thought Bethesda might take EA's slot and kind of really stick the boot in. But Bethesda have stuck with what they were doing already. And um, and that's where we are with it. Nice. So you're all clued up, dear listener. You're welcome. Me too, buddy. Big old Jeremy there. Big old Jezza. Whoop, whoop. And now it's time for Out This Week. It's finally come, buddy. I've made it. This is it. This week is a good week. You know why. I do know why. It's Alakine's gun. Ah. It's true. No. That's not the game I'm getting for my birthday. That's bullshit. That's true, that's true. Okay, out this week, um, this game, I want to mention this game first because I tried to talk about this game late last year and we found out, I think after we'd started recording, the game had been delayed. So this is Alakine's oh, Gun. the one that I looked up and it was like, yeah, no, buddy, that's, that's not the date this week. This game looks <laughs> fucking cool. It's a, like, it's a shooter set in the Cold War. It's got all sort of spy stuff going on, really cool... Um, Really nice looking like graphics and very interesting. Um, I think it's like a mixture of third person and first person. Um, it's got loads of stealth, huge amount of stealth elements. If you remember correctly, buddy, it looked a little bit like sort of Hitman Blood Money, but with nicer graphics. Yeah. Um, I'm really interested in this. I'm looking forward to seeing some pre- previews and stuff and, and we'll probably be quite tempted to uh, to jump in on this one. And that's out this week it's out on the 9th of February nice buddy yeah it looks pretty cool I must say it does that's uh, coming out on the Xbox One the PS4 and the PC uh, also this week we have Arslan the Warriors of Legend um, if Arslan. you remember didn't old, it come out last week <laughs> old Arslan this was a game that I played the demo of a couple of weeks ago it's pretty well oh, that was it, it wasn't it popped onto the store it's like a sort of like um an RTS if you were playing it as one person in third person, but you can go between different units and run around the battlefield. And it was quite interesting, kind of um, very like uh, manga kind of thing. But uh, yeah, yeah, I, th- I think that it's the sort of game that's got a sort of niche set of fans that will be looking out each time, but probably not something that would appeal to the masses. Uh, we move on. Uh, Assassin's Creed Chronicles Russia. Uh, this is a trilogy pack to um, incorporate all of these 
sort of 2.5D Assassin's Creed games that have come it's out. The second one, isn't it? Was I it think so. The first one. I think you can order, you can buy this one with the trilogy pack, and it gets you the third one when it comes out or whatever. But um, okay, that's out on the ninth as well. Um, I'm not really paid much attention to those if i'm honest no, uh, I'd, like, I'd, it's from what i've seen it just reminds me of like old school prince of persia and yes like, yeah i've played that before thanks yeah it's true <laughs> so uh yeah that's out um then the big one firewatch buddy firewatch yes. is out this week ps4 pc mac and linux um something we've been looking forward to for a very long time that'll be a day one for us and uh we'll probably be talking about it um, when does it come out? Is it after the recording Tuesday. of the next podcast? No, Tuesday. It's the day before. Well, that will probably feature next week, then I'd imagine, buddy. Fingers crossed, buddy. That's, that it depends good. if we can fucking preload it or not. Probably not. It's a problem we had with the witness where there was no fucking option to preload. It's, it's 2016, people. Honestly, the like, internet is a thing. It who throws a shoe? <laughs> <laughs> Um, also this week we have Lovers in a Dangerous Space Time that's coming out on PS4 it's a sort of 2D puzzler looks quite weird I couldn't really work it out from videos that I watched um, <laughs> worth looking up if you're a fan of things that are odd um, Naruto Shippenden Ultimate Ninja Storm 4 is coming out on Xbox One PS4 I love and PC three. yep absolutely um <laughs> Neverwinter Underdark is coming out on Xbox One. I believe that's, that's a, like the MMO a, thing, isn't it? Did yeah. we play that on PC? Uh, I think we play. Yeah, I think this is like a, an expansion on that. Okay, I, we had a, we had a go of the the alpha of Neverwinter and um, I mean, it just shat itself. Yeah, it didn't run very well, but you yeah. know that was a while ago now. So, although it's the Xbox One, so. <laughs> but, <laughs> what can you do? Uh, and finally, this week. Uh, Unravel is coming out on Xbox One, PS4 and PC. This is a gorgeous-looking 2D mm. side-scrolling game where you play as a character made of wool who has to use sort of strands of his own body to get around the level and leave a trail and stuff. Looks very, very nice and sort of cutesy and interesting. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing what people make of that. I'm looking forward to seeing some footage of it as well. It's probably not the sort of game that I'd fork out full price on, but um, I think a lot of people would, and and you know, I, I don't know. It's just looks like a very nice game, doesn't it? You see much about that? I just that? want to see more of the guy that announced it at E3. He was hilarious. That guy was mental. <laughs> he was an absolute fruit. <laughs> ne- nearly as good as the guy that was announced that announced um, Peggle Two and did that fucking weird jump. Oh yeah, that was strange. God, that was strange. There's been some weird shit at those conferences in the past, yeah, I buddy. Know, right? Weird. Anyway, that's a, not a bad week, buddy. I must say, not a that's bad a week. solid week. Very solid week. Lots of uh, lots of games from big publishers. Some interesting indie stuff as well. Like for um, the first week of February, it's an absolute stonker. So yeah, yeah buddy. beautiful stuff that is out this week. And now it's time for the JFG Top 5. Who is the 
Justice for Gamers Top 5. So what's the uh, Top 5, Top 5 this week, buddy? What are we going for? Well, as a sort of tribute to the many ponderous hours we've put into Jonathan Blow's The Witness over the last week and a half or so, two weeks maybe... Um, I thought it might be an interesting time to go back and look at some of our favourite puzzle games. So this is the top five 21st century puzzle games. I've put that caveat in there because I didn't want us to spend the entirety of this episode talking about Tetris. Um, yeah, I was going to say next, next or, week, top five 20th century puzzle games. Then we can do 19th yeah, and 18th. I've, I've run so two on. fucking lists out of this. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 18th century chess and uh, yeah, chess is a good game backgammon it's a tasty yes. game yes kaplunk tiddlywinks <laughs> favourite of Alex Bell there um, anyway indeed so this is a, a top 5 list of 21st century puzzle games bear in mind as with all of our lists this is just our opinion and also vaguely meaningless because it's just our opinion but here no, are this is the definitive ultimate five ever made yeah and if you disagree in the 21st century fuck you so (laughs) in no particular order uh number one the witness in numerical order number one the witness it's got to be the witness it has to be in there i know it's cheating it kind of solves one of our five instantly but the witness has to be in there it's uh fantastic the best puzzle game i've ever played in my life so anyway move on from that because we've talked about it a lot number two portal or Portal 2. Um, yeah, I was going to say probably Portal 2 more than the original Portal, being that Portal 2 was a full release, even though obviously the original Portal really like, was fucking awesome. I think I prefer I it. Shit it. I think really? in the same way that The Witness is a very... The, the thing about The Witness is it knows exactly what it wants to do and it does it like perfectly. Like There's no no bullshit and there's nothing that doesn't need to be there. It's really streamlined experience. And I kind yeah. of feel the same way about the original Portal. You know, it was a shorter game and it didn't deal yeah. with the constraints. It was more direct. Of, like, obviously I loved Portal 2 and I loved all of the... The, the the co-op stuff and the yeah acting. that's the thing I was gonna say the main thing is Portal Two has co-op and like all we the love mod that. support for it it's just fucking silly but I also kind of feel like the original game it didn't feel it didn't need to live up to any of the constraints of a AAA title it was just yeah. like this is the idea and it's very direct and this is what we're gonna do and so I really liked that but both of them could be in there easily they're both fantastic puzzle games okay we'll do that then the Portal franchise is at number two there you go yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, number three on our list, we have Fez. This is Phil Fish's Fez, um, often spoken about in the same sort of um, breath as as Jonathan Blow, in that they were both kind of rose to prominence at a similar time, with Braid and Fez kind of coming out on the on the PC around that sort of same sort of time. Yeah, um, the whole indie scene kicking up and things like that. Yeah. Very much so. Yeah. Um, of course, Fez kind of uh, probably most famous for it, its uh, its coverage in the indie game, the movie, uh, which uh, didn't paint Phil Fish in a very good light at all. I didn't no, think, but I was hugely, hugely excited about the game coming out. And uh, yeah, it's a great game. It's a great game, Fez. I, I loved that game, and 
That first thing. time when you rotate the world, it's just like, whoa. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. No, it was <laughs> so pro- cool. properly amazing. When the, the sort of, as you, you sort of expand your mind, that first rotation as you realise what's possible in the world that yeah. you're playing in all of a sudden. Definitely. So that was really nice. Uh, number four on our list, Monument Valley, buddy. I think we're both a fan of this one, uh, as yeah, is man. your son, of course. And, um, <laughs> Indeed, yeah. My five-year-old son loves this game. Still plays it, you know, even though he's done it all. But yeah, th- this was just like, for a, a mobile game as well. Like, I mean, we don't play mobile games, like, at all. Uh, and this had me specifically getting my phone out to play a game, whereas normally it'd be like just to check the deals and shit. Really cool. Like, the all like the I love like plays on like perspective and things like that. Just really cool. Nice artwork as well. The sound as well. I was going to say good. with the with the perspective shifts and stuff, there was a certain Fez element to that as well. Yeah, I think totally. uh, you could yeah. probably say that it, it it was kind of heavily inspired, but that's mm. that's absolutely fine. You know, you, you <laughs> that's the nature of the business that we're in, and yeah, um, uh, yeah, just a fantastic game. Um, and to round off our list, number five, I've chucked Peggle in there, buddy. It's a game that I absolutely adored. The original, I used to play it on my old Dell laptop my clapped out laptop yeah. um as i've said like probably going to pick up peggle 2 because it's like 3.99 or something on the store at the moment yeah just a really cool game like uh, just really fun and really and and really quirkily and nicely presented as well with funny elements funny characters cool music nice sort of power-ups and that sort of thing um yeah just i just really like <laughs> i really like peggle yeah man Strange how that we haven't put um what's his name in there um Braid, but I never played it. I thought Braid. I, I I did play Braid. I played quite a lot of it, and um, I, the thing that I really didn't like about Braid was the art style. I didn't like the okay. art style at all. Um, I thought yeah, it was yeah. quite clever. Um, I would recommend it. I think it's a. I think it was a great game. Um, and and uh, you'd expect it to be clever, of course, yeah. but um. It, as a package, I just didn't like it as much as uh, it just didn't feel like it kind of knew what it wanted to be quite to the same degree as some of these other games on our list. I think puzzle games, when you've got such a, a resounding concept, that and you, you you need to really know exactly what you want to do, and and you should be able to sort of put a streamlined package together that really focuses in, in on that idea or that set of yeah, rules, yeah. which is something that The Witness, for example, does a, an amazing job of. I just don't think Braid was quite as polished in that regard, but uh, still a really, really good game and, and worth checking out, and you can pick it up for peanuts now, so worth True. a look. Definitely, buddy. And um, I just have a little mention for Hitman Go and Lara Croft Go as well. Yeah. They, they're they pretty good. I'm enjoying them still. Yeah, there's plenty of puzzle games. And obviously, because of the limitations of the hardware, you'll find probably more puzzle games on mobile devices and tablets and that sort of thing than perhaps like full retail releases on consoles and that sort of thing. But um, yeah, yeah. It's kind of just trawling through and finding the good stuff, isn't it, really, on those platforms? Because they're not governed quite so well as some of the other outlets. But, um, but yeah, anyway, that's our top five 21st century puzzle games. The Witness, Portal, Fez, Monument Valley and Peggle. Cool. Cool. 
now it's time for Many Moons Ago. Many Moons Ago. So we're getting back in the time machine, buddy. We're engaging the lever. What have you set the date to? We're pulling the lever down, buddy. We're pulling the uh, the arm down. We're hoping to get three cherries along the screen. <laughs> uh, and then the quarters will pop out of the bottom. Um, we are at a bit of an impasse here because there were two games released in... Um, respective Februaries, and we couldn't really decide on one or the other. Um, so we're just going to do both of them, I think, because uh, they're both hugely influential games that we really loved. So, but you know, what are we going to do next year when we're at this week? You know, we're selling ourselves out here. We'll cross that bridge when we come to it, buddy. Uh, I tend to, when when creating the podcast notes, I tend to work under the illusion that I could well be dead by this time next year. And so That's the true. pod notes for 2017 should not be a concern of mine at this point. So, <laughs> uh, so that's what I'm going with. Okay, then. Uh, so firstly, let's let's tuck into this one, buddy. On the 10th of February, 1997, um, we were the world was graced with the release of Mario Kart 64 on the N64. Is this a game that you owned? Fucking damn right, I owned it, buddy. It's fucking awesome. Great it's a, game. It's a game that I didn't own, but I knew lots of people who did, and probably played it as much as if I had owned it anyway. I think I spent a lot of time with those people, regardless of whether I liked them or not, uh, when this <laughs> game came out. I was always a huge fan of uh, of Mario Kart on the SNES, and, and uh, graphically this thing looked amazing to me when it came out in 97. I was absolutely blown away by it. Um, yeah, I, I'd imagine you'd have played it a fair old whack with your brother back then. God, yeah, I played the hell out of it. Um, so, yeah, obviously the the first Mario Kart to be 3D. I mean, shit, yeah, that, what a time to be alive. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, I, I played so much of this game. Um, the basic mechanics of it worked so well. And then when you started learning how to, like, use the jump button to, like, get your boost out of the corner as well, then you're like, oh, it's just added a new dimension to it. Uh, obviously, there was like that oh, forever, always annoying thing of um, the further back you are, the better power-ups you get and stuff like that. Intense but, rubber banding, really is. Yeah, I mean, but it didn't take away from like the hours and hours of fun that I spent playing this game. It was just so good. I know I was massively jealous of anyone who owned it at the time. I, I, I never had a Nintendo console before. I still haven't, but... Uh, when the N64 came out, I, I was amazed. You know, it, it was it was really expensive as well. That was the other thing to mention about the N64. Like, I think when Mario Kart 64 was released, it was like £70 to buy that cartridge. And yeah, considering man, that was stupid. in 1997, I'd imagine that probably equates to about £120 now for a game. Yeah. Can you imagine if a game was I know, owned? right? Insane. It's like, it's like buying the VIP edition of uh, Hitman without the physical game copy in there, buddy. <laughs> get that red tie though of course but um yeah just it, it was a really expensive console but uh it was still it still sold well and uh has kind of gone down in history um i must say whenever i see a, a wii u running in like a game shop or whatever 
Um, they tend to have Mario Kart. I think it's Mario Kart Eight on those running, and, and yeah, okay. just just the pedigree there. You can see all, all of the. It's still doing stuff that that those games were doing in '97, and it's still fresh. Yeah, man, seriously, that's a testament it's, to it Nintendo. <laughs> yeah, totally. Like it's it's just the way that they made those kart races back in the day, where it's the perfect balance. Like a complete layman, someone who's never played video games can pick up Mario Kart 64 and they can go around the track and have a really good time. But as you say, it's the, it's the subtle um, mechanics in the background, like the drifting and the drifting and then into jumping and all of that sort of thing. Yeah. There's so many layers to that, to what looks like a completely fucking simple, like kart racing game. And that's why Mario Kart will probably always be the best kart game. Definitely. Did you have a did you have a favourite track, or can you remember a, a good track that you used to use, or like the most? Um, I liked that one on on the beach where you had to go around the. There were two different paths around a giant sort of rock. Trooper, pool. Trooper Beach. I think that might be the one. Yeah, I really liked yeah, that. Yeah. It was just a circle, really, but I just the graphics really blew me away at the time, and uh, yeah, I, I really liked it. They, they, I think they actually revitalised that and on the GameCube and did a very similar track, which was actually my favourite one on on the GameCube. A double dash. Is that double dash? Wasn't yeah. It? yeah. But uh, I always yeah. liked that beach stuff. I was I was a big fan of the whole tropical kind of setting. All the crabs. <laughs> How did you fare on old Rainbow Road, buddy, on the 64? It was just too long for me. Like, um, yeah, it just <laughs> went on for fucking ever. I mean, it's good, but now, like, the, the, the ones that I really liked, I, I used to like the Royal, Ra- uh, uh, Royal Raceway. Can't even say it properly. Um, mainly because it had like the castle from like Mario 64 in there and things like that, which was really cool. Um, another one was uh, Wario Stadium because it was like a um, like a motocross track, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Which, which I really enjoyed, but yeah, there, there were a couple of my favourite ones. But I always really liked the uh, the battle mode as well with the three balloons. I always thought that was a very el- elegant way of doing PvP. Definitely, definitely. Like and. And to have it in there, like it was just, yeah, it's just another dynamic that makes that game so good. Absolutely. So yeah, that was the 10th of February 1997, which saw the release of Mario Kart 64 on the N64, um, a game that you just wanted to play over and over again, despite the terrible controller that you had to use to do so. And uh, let's move on, <laughs> buddy. <laughs> to um, the 13th of February 2003 which saw the release of the original Tom Clancy's Splinter Cell on the PC um, which uh, I I don't know did you have that game in 03? I didn't play this game till later on like the first uh, Splinter Cell game that I had was Pandora Tomorrow and I think that came That's with classic. like um one of the, uh, the 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 PCI or the graphics card I got at the time, and then oh, I I went back and played the original Splinter Cell at a later date. I think it, I might have played it on Xbox. It, I think it came out on the original Xbox. So yeah, yeah I think I think I did play it on that at some point as well. But yeah, buddy, I mean, fucking old old Splinter Cell is just one of those games that you either love it or hate it and I definitely loved it the crabbing about was just so much fun we've always been big fans of um, 
of of stealth games. I think this, to be honest, this was it was the this and the original Metal Gear Solid that kind of introduced me to the joys of stealthing around the back of an AI enemy. Um, yeah, and and executing or whatever. It, it was um, so satisfying. Uh, I've got to say as well, I think the Splinter Cell. It's a really great collection of games. If you think about the original Pandora Tomorrow, Chaos Theory, Double Agent, this is ripe for a remaster or some backwards compatibility. I'd imagine that uh, Microsoft... Well, there was a HD remaster of the original game in um, 2010. So that is that 360? Been, yeah, on the, on the PS3, I think it is. Yeah. I'd like to play through these again. Um but it, it really it was like a sort of the cornering the market of a new genre and, and you think about the the stealth mechanics that pop up in all manner of games now a lot of them yeah. heavily influenced by the work that was done here and um, I, I, I think a lot has to be said for the character as well like uh, Sam Fisher I thought was a fantastic video game character oh, and voiced spectacularly well by Seriously. Michael Ironside um, yeah definitely probably my favourite to be honest probably my favourite video game character of the modern age uh, uh, and uh, to the point where when they replaced him as a voice actor mainly because of age which I kind of understood it, it really turned me off the franchise and I never I've still never played that last Splinter Cell game no, like um, it's it's on sale. I think, or it's in the 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 Ubisoft Humble Bundle is back, and um, I'm tempted to get it, but I don't know. I can't. I, I can't force myself called. to play. It. Yeah, blacklist. Yeah, but I, I've just got Tomb Raider, so I probably won't get it. You know, I think that one's just going to pass me by, which is a shame. It is, and maybe it'll get a maybe the whole. You know, there'll be like a box set remaster one day, and we can go back through all of these games because there's some real gems there. The story was always really strong as well. I think even in Conviction, which I've I really enjoyed Splinter Cell Conviction, even though they sort yeah. of they kind of tried to move away a little bit from the stealth elements and become a bit more sort yeah. of die hard, um, which was a kind of a Marmite decision. But um, even that game, I, I really enjoyed it. I just the, the character and the stakes and the tension—it it was always really cool. And um, definitely, this man. was where Seriously. it all began. So, well worth a, a well worth a mention. So, yeah, that was the thirteenth of February two thousand and three, which saw the release of the original Splinter Cell on PC at the time. Nice. And now it's time for the JFG quiz. Right, buddy, are you ready? You came at me last week with the uh, the Dream Dreamcast quiz, so I'm I'm bringing it to uh, a bit more relevant times, but not too relevant, obviously. We're going to go for the Microsoft Xbox 360 quiz. Dun, 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 dun. Ooh, okay. I know, right? I thought yeah, like, I can get a few stats and stuff out, and you know, it's nothing. It's kind of stuff you kind of know. But, but I think, to I be just, honest, you know, I feel under more was. pressure because it's a modern system. Like I, know, I feel like I, I thought, should you know. know like everything about it. <laughs> yeah. So I'm actually kind of sweating now. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking like the original Xbox at first, and I was like, oh yeah, I'll do that. But you didn't own one of them, so I was like, no, that's probably a bit fair. And I was like, how about? The 360. So, yeah. Are you ready? I'm just... Uh, <clears throat> He's getting ready. Just, I can uh, see him. He's getting comfortable. Hang on. 
He's not there yet. <laughs> okay, oh. buddy. Okay. Question numero uno. When was it released? Was it A, 2004, B, 2005, or C, 2006? B. It's gone for 2005, are you sure? I vaguely remember us talking about a 10-year anniversary late last year. Yeah, definitely. We we definitely did that. Yeah, and yeah you're right, it's 2005. Sweet. I was like, it's a bit fucking, yeah, I mean, the 10-year anniversary was literally like three, four months ago. I was still so. scared. <laughs> <laughs> okay, numero dos. A different kind of question, but obviously about the 360. Where was the 360 originally unveiled was it a mtv was it b espn or was it c at e3 now you wouldn't be asking me this question if the answer was e3 so i'm not allowed to discuss the answers i'm just telling you how it is um this <laughs> or, would... or is it e3 you know no, it, it might be no maybe i'll just this throw isn't, it in there this isn't a trivia question if the answer is e3 um, well maybe it is <laughs> maybe i'll just put it in there to be like yeah you're in. <laughs> 2005 on mtv were they still they were still were they still playing music then I'd, I'd hope so, being, being MTV. What were the early games? Was there any? Did EA have a big presence at launch time? Ah, I think they did. I'm going. I'm going to go ESPN. It's gone B. ESPN. Unfortunately, it was A. MTV, buddy. Oh. It was originally unveiled on MTV on some date, and then like a month later at E3, it was all like, boom, this is the Xbox. My logic was sound and my guessing was poor. Indeed, buddy. Unlucky. So, we are now moving on to the question number three. How many units have been sold worldwide? Is it A, 84 million? B, 89 million, or C, 92 million? Can you repeat them again, please? 84, 89, or 92? (sighs) What a horrible question. Um... Yep, enjoy, buddy. (laughs) 84. Are you sure? Uh, of course not. <laughs> <laughs> I have no fucking idea. I'm guessing. 84. Well, you've guessed correctly, buddy. Yeah. 84 million. Oh, yeah. Now, obviously, this is from Wikipedia, so it could all be bollocks. But no, hey, no. The gospel. I've got. Gospel. Okay. Next question. We're talking about one of the games on the 360. Which one was the best-selling? Was it A, Halo 3, B, Halo 4, or C, Connect Adventures? It ha- 
has it has to be Halo Three. It has to be Halo Three, surely. So you going for, you going for Halo Three? <sighs> if yes, Halo Three. It's going A Halo Three. Unfortunately, oh. buddy, it was C Connect Adventures. What are you on about? S- <laughs> Twenty four million. What? <laughs> Because it was bundled with the Connect, buddy. Oh man! Yeah, I, I will never hear. I will never hear of this fucking. This is this question isn't about Mario ever again. After that, we are square. <laughs> we are even now. <laughs> I know, right? I know. <laughs> okay, uh, fifth and final question. Um, what was the 360's code name? Was it Xbox 2? Was it Nextbox? Or was it Xenon? I think that's how you say it. So A, Xbox 2, C, uh, B, <laughs> fucking Nextbox, or C, Xenon. It's spelled X-E-N-O-N. A. You're going Xbox 2. Yeah. Unfortunately, it was C. Now, <laughs> I feel like this is kind of a trick question because Wikipedia said it was the Xenon. But then it also said it is also known as these. So I don't know if it is the official name or not. Well, uh, but- I just said that Wiki was gospel, so I can't argue with it now. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of dug my own grave there. Okay, so, so far you have got one, two... Two. Two. Okay, so bonus points here, buddy. One point for each one. Name as many of the 360 consoles as you can, not including special editions. So, like, how many, like, reversions and different styles and shit have there been? Oh, okay... One point for each. Uh, the Xbox 360 Slim. Is that the the black one? Yes. Yeah. And the, the white S, one. Yeah. <laughs> Not take black the and white. Uh, the so Xbox the, the S. Yeah. The, I'll take the Slim arcade. In S. What was that arcade? Yeah, that's one. The Elite. Yeah, Elite. Um. Three more. Uh, there's two more. Three more. Three more. Yeah. Premium? Yes, premium. Nice. <laughs> I'm just going through versions of Office. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> business edition. <laughs> <laughs> nice, buddy. Do you want to call it there? Um... Or? So I've had I've had I've had slim. Yep. Mid- I, I gave you S. And there's not like yeah, a mini or something. Um, yeah. Yeah. No. I, I think I'll have to call it there. I can't think of the other two. Nice, buddy. You got four. Uh, there was also the core. Oh yeah, of course. Yep. And the latest one, which was the E. Uh, I wouldn't have known e, that anyway. I don't know. But that that was like a whole redesign. You remember it was all like rounded and shit. Oh okay. It was a bit weird. But yeah, I think we, we were. I think that was like roundabout when the Xbox One came out as well, which is so we stopped strange. giving a fuck at that point. Yeah, so nice, buddy. You ended up with uh, seven out of five. 
good work. That's a beautiful thing, buddy. I don't know how I've managed that. It's Im- impressive stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Solid stuff, buddy. Um, I really... Now, uh, 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 there is one last question, oh, okay. buddy, and I'm dragging this out. But this is, like, to win everything. So, whilst at E3, whereabouts could you find a new 360? Is it at the gift shop, in the bin... Or under your chair? It's under your chair! <laughs> Indeed it is. Woo! Congratulations. You win. You learn martial arts! Indeed. But fucking Connect Adventures, buddy. Who thought it? Unbelievable. I really should have thought of that, because if you remember last week when you said about Sonic Adventure and I said it counts if it's bundled, yep, I, I, I answered my own That's fucking question thinking. there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, good quiz though man I really appreciate it like the um, like the the shitty questions like I'm a huge fan of those in the sort of uh, punish yourself <laughs> witness style I actually really enjoy them so. yeah man, definitely but you know you got one in three chance of getting it kind of thing yeah which is good. and it was one of those ones again where like on two or three of those questions I I, I, narr- I discounted the one that it definitely wasn't and then just guessed yeah. wrong from the other two but uh, yeah Oh, well. Well, thank you very much, buddy. No problems, B. I'm looking forward to my turn next week. Yeah, I've got to get thinking. And now it's time for Fuckwit Corner. Fuckwit Corner with Funk. Fuckwit Corner with Funk. got a cheeky question for us buddy and it's kind of on the same it's, it's kind of the same sort of theme as last week but it's no less interesting either uh, and he says uh, once again we are in what if land so if you could design and make a game in any genre what would it be and why would you make it okay it would definitely be some sort of uh RPG, I'm guessing, because that means I could play it for hours and hours. I think I would set it in the land of TT, and I would hunt for women. I think that would be a good game. By the land of TT, what exactly do you mean? Titties. I see. So this is Mm. some sort of porn simulator. (laughs) Yeah, porn quest. Is it coming out on the old (laughs) PlayStation VR, buddy? Yeah, it's a PlayStation VR with a secret attachment that's patent and pending. You're going to get that full body suit, buddy, off Kickstarter. (laughs) That full body suit, yeah. (laughs) Um, On a a serious note, um, I probably would make some sort of RPG set in wizardry terms because I love that shit big fan and I'll probably put some puzzles in there now because I love puzzles mainly square ones and uh, full body suit as well there buddy um, look like a Power Ranger while you're having a wank <laughs> yeah totally <laughs> yeah mandatory Power Ranger outfit to be worn <laughs> mandatory <time>. wank <laughs> <laughs> there's a trophy for it yeah, <laughs> where it, the entire time, like you have to play this game for like ninety plus hours to complete it, and you have to wear the suit 
all the time. Oh, Even yeah. when you're not playing the game, it must be worn. <laughs> <laughs> For fuck's sake. How about you, buddy? What kind of game would you play, uh, make or whatever? Uh, quite simply, I would get, I, I would, uh, I would buy Rockstar. I would hire the entire development team, and I would get them to make a Grand Theft Auto game, mapping and centered around where I live. The entire nice. area, would be all of the towns around me, um, uh, I'd make it, um, you know, I, I live in the southeast, so it would basically be um, Pikey Killing Simulator 2016, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I'd do that. Uh, that would that do me. Nice. I've always had, a, I've always dreamt of that ever since uh, playing GTA 3, the idea that you could uh, have a GTA game. And you could go. You could live in your own house in it, and you could go out to the towns that you're familiar with and know all the roads and everything. So yeah, like it was a no-brainer for me as soon as you asked the question. Grand Theft nice. Auto, uh, my area. I'm not going to give the game away in case I get stalked, but you know, <laughs> that could happen. It certainly could, right buddy. Now. People are very strange these days. It's true. So there you go, Funk. Short and sweet this week. We just knew what we wanted. I'd like to hear what he has to say. So yeah, next, Funk, uh, uh, we'd love to hear. No, we'd love to know what you'd do. You have such a charming manner. Do you have a question for the Justice for Gamers podcast? Every week, we'll be ending the show with questions and comments sent in by you. Pop us a message on Facebook or Twitter, or send an email to contact at justiceforgamers.com, and we'll do our best to sort you out. And now it's time for questions and answers. Have we got many questions this week, buddy? I know our, our fan base is clearly growing, you know, and we're, we're getting donations now. I mean, fucking, this is the life. This questions and answers sponsored by Jeremy Rich. Indeed, buddy. Um, we're in a situation where we've got a few questions. Um, but I, I first, we got a couple of questions from PJ, but I firstly wanted to mention something this week that um, our good, our good Canadian friend Michael Strong sent, uh, asking if we'd heard of Tabletop Simulator. Um, and saying, you know, I know you guys don't get the chance to play much PC stuff, but you might want to check this thing out. Uh, I have checked this thing out, buddy. I've been looking into this throughout the week. Uh, cool. And let me tell you all about it. This is a um, this is a Steam Workshop release from Berserk Games, um, and it is essentially like a sort of gaming platform. It's a tabletop simulator, like that's literally what it is. It simulates a tabletop, and then you can either play board games on that tabletop, or you can make your own board games for that tabletop, and then you can that's invite nice. your friends in and you can play board games with them in a 3D environment. So uh, you can make your own board games. Uh, there's a whole physics engine in play here, so that it's kind of in a sort of actually quite pertinent this week it's it's quite sort of like the witness in that you can kind of click off the board and walk around it in a sort of first person perspective you can kind of knock the board over and throw a bit of a tantrum and stuff as well but um this whole thing sounds fucking ace and uh in my research i learned that this is compatible with osx so 
and not only is it compatible with with Apple products, it also has um, cross-platform multiplayer. So I could play it with you on my Mac with you on your PC. Sweet, buddy. So we can play some sort of like drinking game on a table. Yeah, there's all manner of different... And, and the beauty of it is that in a sort of trials kind of way, you know, people can make different levels on trials, people can make different board games on here, and uh, there's, I think there's a certain sort of skirting around of copyright infringement with user-created mods and that sort of thing. <laughs> but it basically means that the world is our mollusk, and we can play a selection of board games together on, on Steam. So... That sounds fucking ace. I mean, yeah, let's do I it. think it's fourteen ninety nine on the UK store. You can pick it up for twenty dollars in the US, and uh, yeah, I'm absolutely in. I'll be snapping this up this week, um, and uh, as soon as we've had a good old go of this, we'll, we'll talk about it on the podcast. And thank you very much to Michael for flagging that up because I had no idea yeah, cheers, buddy. that something like that existed. So yeah, man, that sounds fucking awesome. Proper cool. Seriously. There's a whole like library of games you can play on there already, and the people are making new ones every day. So um, yeah, we will get on that in no time. Cool. Uh, so on to our first question of the week. This is from PJ, and he says. Do you think Olympic track and field type games have got better or worse over time? Part of me thinks they've got too complex and I enjoyed the pure button smashing of Nintendo arm wrestling events or the 100 meter sprint. So I think this is pertinent because there's a new Sonic and Mario Olympics coming out and also uh, there will be, I'm sure, a a new Rio licensed game for the Olympics this summer. I've always been a fan of these games. The last one I had, I think, was... um, I think I picked up the London one on 360. Uh, Ellen and I used to play it. I had the Beijing one as well. I've always been a... Nothing beats Athens. That was the best. Athens was pretty cheeky as well. Are you a fan of these sorts of games? In some sort of party environment, yeah. They're really good fun. Um, I I remember I had International Track and Field on Xbox Live Arcade. Uh, back in the day, I think Diesel might have got all the achievements on that as well. There was one where you had to like go round it twice and get perfect scores or something like that. It was ridiculous. I nearly did it, but I, I think it's the the discus or shot put one, the one that you spin round, which was just fucking ridiculously hard to do. Um, though, yeah, those type of ones are hard, like where you have to judge it. But like the the button smashing ones, those are fun. Like you're just there, like looking at your mate, going, "Oh fuck you!" Fuck! <laughs> smacking the buttons in whatever technique you've got mine was the classic either t-shirt over the over the finger or thumb i think it was the yeah over the finger and then rub up and down oh. yeah it was a classic special i tell you my favorite one of these types of games is uh denise lewis heptathlon which used to be on the bbc website it was like a mini clip type game that was my favorite nice. version of this but yeah um I can see what PJ's saying. Like, I think these some of these games kind of they they almost feel like they need to be more complex because time has passed. When really it's just the sort of same thing every time. Um, I don't know. I think that the I really enjoyed the London one, uh, the 2012 one. I had that on the 360. Got it really cheap, and it was good fun. Um, certainly, the these games are brilliant for multiplayer. Like online multiplayer yeah, definitely. is um it's kind of where it's at now so 
But yeah, I mean, a lot of the time they're not, they haven't got a great deal of longevity because they're kind of fairly simplistic. And so perhaps that's why they try to over elaborate them a little bit. Um, I suppose we'll see this summer, won't we, really, buddy? I don't, I, nothing's been announced yet, but I'm sure there'll be one. There's always, there's always one every Olympics. So uh, we'll see fairly soon. And I think there's, an, there's definitely a Sonic and Mario in the pipeline. Maybe yeah. uh, be interesting to see what happens with the NX information as to what platform that comes out on <laughs> yeah <laughs> we're all still guessing on that front no idea uh and finally this week pj also has a question for us about party games um which i'd probably point him in the direction of track and field stuff to a degree but he says uh what do you reckon the best party game is uh he says uh fusion frenzy on the original xbox um was a load of fun. I think it came out on yeah, 360, it actually. He's probably talking about the 360 I think it one. might have done. There was another game called, like, Mini Ninjas on the 360. That was funny. Yeah. It was really good. Um, Buzz, as you know. That's Buzz is great. Fun, like, I've always wanted to play one of those Mario Party games as well, or, like, Mario Sunshine. Yeah, Mario like Party. They're good fun. I think I had 10 the last one I played. I think it might have been 8, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Anything with lots of mini games in it is is pretty tasty. Yeah, that's the thing. Like I, I like that Jackbox is on sale for like nine pounds at the moment. Oh yeah, I'm tempted to get it. Yeah, because apparently that's quite funny. Is that is that online as well? I don't know if it's online. We'll have a look. I think that's the see. biggest problem could... with some of these games is that you wouldn't want to spend the you wouldn't want to fork out the money just for a local experience once in a blue moon. Like you kind of want yeah. the connectivity of online play as well. And a lot of the time they Definitely. kind of skimp on that, don't they? So it becomes a problem. Yeah, that'd be quite funny. Like on a game night on a Friday, like if we all booted it up and was like playing it. And just laughing and shit. That'd be quite good. There was that weird one as well, wasn't there? The uh, free one. The, um, what was it called? Oh, one versus 100? No, no. The the athletics type weird thing with like the javelin bars and that sort of thing. It was one of the PS Plus games ages ago. You were playing it with Milo. Sports Friends? Sports Friends. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, that's very strange. I've always also liked the look of that one that uh, I would probably describe as Jelly Baby Simulator, uh, Gang Beasts. I saw a lot of... Yeah, that looks really fun. That's a sort of uh, four-player brawler. I think it's got eight-player support as well. Um, Yeah. Just a sort of... uh, uh, Yeah, literally, like like Jelly Babies having a fight. That's kind of the best way I can describe it. And there was um, that indie game, uh, Mount Your Friends. Yeah. That was quite funny. (laughs) <laughs> I think the quirky stuff kind of works best and also the stuff that basically anything that someone who doesn't play video games can understand is the best thing for yeah, a party. Yeah, that's the thing, isn't it? Especially when people are drinking. Like, fucking, like Wii bowling and stuff like Just that. Just dance. You know, yeah. Wii sports. Easy stuff. Gibbons, buddy. Yeah, buddy, some good questions, sir. Absolutely. So I think that'll about do us, buddy, for the uh, 45th episode of the podcast. Um, I think it's been a decent one. How are you feeling about things? Yeah, buddy, it was nice being able to see your face. It was lovely. There he is. He's having a little smile. Oh, no, God. No, it's not a smile. (laughs) That's horrible. Sorry. It's fine. I'm used to it. (laughs) You sure are. okay. But yeah, it's been a good one. Uh, I'm going to say once again, please, please, please go to our website, 
talk to us and um, hit that donate button. Just, just, yeah, send us some questions, get in contact. We'd like to hear from anyone that listens to us. Uh, I don't know if he's going to be listening, but I'm going to say a hello to Lenny, uh, who I hit up at work, or through work anyway, and um, he said that he was going to listen, so hello if you are. Hope you enjoyed it. Nice, nice, buddy. Um, yeah, buddy. I think we're picking up the, the kind of we're s- slightly starting to gather pace. It's taken a while, but we're starting to gather pace a little bit. And uh, as Ash said, we'd very much like to hear from you. So uh, um, pop us a message, tell us what dickheads we are, or uh, maybe ask a question. <laughs> that would be probably more constructive. But um, yeah, uh, thanks very much to uh, Jeremy for his donation thanks very much to everyone who's been supporting us over the last sort of almost a year we're closing in on our one year anniversary buddy we're not too far away now at all and uh, I suppose we'll head off and play some nom nom now shall we yeah let's go play some nom nom buddy that sounds like a plan sweet like it well thank you very very much for listening Uh, you can find us at www.justiceforgamers.com we're at facebook forward slash justice for gamers our twitter is at justice for gamer we're on youtube just search youtube forward slash justice for gamers video soundcloud is justice for gamers forward slash no soundcloud.com forward slash justice for gamers rather and uh we're also on google plus buddy if uh if that's how you choose to live your life until next week (laughs) i have been alex he has been ash goodbye (laughs) take it easy buddies have a great week we'll catch you next time goodbye You've been listening to the Justice for Gamers podcast with Ash and me, Alex. We release this every Sunday night so you can preload it for the week ahead. To find out more, head to justiceforgamers.com, Facebook forward slash Justice for Gamers, or Twitter at Justice for Gamer. If you have anything interesting to say, pop us an email to contacts at justiceforgamers.com, and if you could write us a review on iTunes, we'd be forever in your debt. Have a cracking week, and we'll catch you next time. Thank you.